0: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and
1: more affordable than you might think.
0: Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level.
1: Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com.
2: To declare your independence on the Free Talk Live network,
3: It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us.
2: But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the
1: path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years, we have fought these machines.
2: And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Fear, no fear, here on Declare Your Independence me, Ernest Hancock, from Phoenix, Arizona, well, west of Phoenix, but we get, um, even west out in the desert, we get our share of atmospheric manipulation of uh, um, uh, camp trails. And this is, we're, we're going to talk about some things. I, I I There's a lot of things we need to discuss with James Lee. Now, James Lee has Climate Viewer News. You go climateviewer.com and he's got ClimateViewer.org and one is amazing maps. I mean, it's just live Earth monitoring, educational maps on telemetry from satellites and stuff. And we we first hooked up with um, with James years ago. He spoke at a what the Earth are they? What on Earth, are they spraying thing at a Gilbert Griffin event here in Phoenix, and had him come on yak it and so on, and then we uh, had him on our you know semi regular basis over the years, and things are getting funky, 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 funky. We want to you know introduce you to him and say hello. Well, first, say hello, James. Hello, James. There you go. <laughs> you got it, because they always got it. All right. James Franklin Lee Jr., Jim Lee, uh, helps people understand complex ideas by creating maps, timelines, articles, and lectures. He's going to talk about pollution, privacy, propaganda, you know, on the things that affect us here on the planet. And I wanted to talk about um, the creation of the site and the data that you use and how you got that. Now, I, I think I... You know, I can give from memory, but I'd rather you go ahead and do it, would you, James?
4: Sure. Um, I've spent the past, you know, better part of 15 years plus studying these topics from a macro level. And what I find unique about my work is that I try to give everybody this exact same source material that I use to create, you know, my opinions, my beliefs. Um Cause you know what? I'm not too proud to admit that I could be wrong. So I, I, I generally, you know, on my YouTube channel at climate viewer on YouTube, I tell everybody almost every single video. If you, if you see something wrong with what I'm saying, please let me know. Um, Luckily that hasn't happened too often. Um, But as far as being able to search the Internet and wade through the, the countless rabbit holes to nowhere and understanding the slave speak and manipulation and propaganda techniques, not only employed by the usual suspects like the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, the trilateral Bilderberger technocrats, um, but even the activists. Because there are a lot of activists out there that aren't actually activists they are infotainers um so i I try to just you know distinguish between what I consider to be the infotainers and actual activism and give you the tools to do it yourself i don't I can't be everywhere at once, so when I'm talking about whether it's geoengineering or weather modification, space weather modification like HARP and sounding rockets, um, electromagnetic pollution, you know, whatever topic I'm talking about, I want to give everybody all of the source material that I use. Um, the same is true for my mapping website on climateviewer.org Um all of the maps that are there are, you know, that I created are available in a Google Earth format. So you're able to download that map yourself, remix it, have fun with it, all that sort of thing. Um, and in in each map are, you know, the reference material for where I got it from. Um, I think that this is the best approach for educating people. Like, you know, making it to where people can educate themselves. Like I don't like have to hold your hand and go through it. Um, has four main, you know, frequently asked questions pages just devoted to weather control. I have a geoengineering page, a weather modification page. When you click on site map at the top on that little hamburger, um, you'll see that it's broken down by category and it explains um, you know, each of those categories. Like right there under site map. Um I don't know why it's the font must be missing on your uh your Well, cuz I got Scroll it I got it
2: I got it minimized so it's uh the fit so it's okay getting funky. Yeah, so
4: anyway, so it's 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 like, you know, all of the different categories of stuff and then the pollution, the privacy and propaganda. Um so that you can start there um like just to give an example, click on uh, geoengineering the very top one right there. And when you scroll to this page and you scroll down just a little bit, um, at the very top of the page, uh, scroll down a little bit more, you'll see two videos. Those PowerPoint presentations you just passed. Um, each of these pages, if you scroll just a little bit more. Up or down. Yep, right there. There should be two videos these? pop up. But No, they're, they're at the top of the page. They're right there above. Right there where it says presentations. I don't know why they're not loading for you unless you have JavaScript disabled.
2: Well, it's um, because I, I got it minim I could maximize it and then uh let's try this. So that Yeah, it should it should show up anyway. I mean, well it doesn't s- matter. Go ahead. Go ahead. It doesn't
4: matter. So there's PowerPoint presentations for you to for like the uninitiated can jump in and um you know download them in either PowerPoint or PDF format and th- this is actually where we met right there at the global warming and inconvenient lie in Ar- Phoenix Arizona in 2016 um and that's when i gave the the presentation on stage with ed griffin um so you know i i i, I had these frequently asked question pages to to give the uninitiated the macro view, you know, like a, if you don't know anything about this topic, start here, just like with this. Here's the PDF with slide notes. You know, you can download the PowerPoint presentation or just click next right on it. Um, you know, that's the presentation I gave. And here's the original documents so that other people can use this as learning material or have a you know party with other nerds and sit around and show it to them. You know, this is um, one I thing
2: I, I wanted to, so people understand what really got me uh, interested in your work was. I'm, I'm trying to go from memory. I'm, I'm thinking you're the guy that started working on the forums with when they created Google Earth in the beginning, wasn't that you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This, this is this is interesting. Let's have this conversation real quick, so people understand <clears throat> what James had done is as you get into this, you start to go, well, this all this telemetry and data and satellites, we paid for it. That's ours. You know, how come yeah. I don't got that? What will we'll up with that. Then there was an effort. I remember your the technology was just getting to the point that a bunch of your subscribers and supporters and friends and people that are also interested in this kind of stuff and hadn't put the time to create the web pages and so on had the ability to be a weather station on their house. You know, you just put it up there and you get all this real data from all over the place and not this, we put it on the hot tarmac next to the, you know, HVAC unit in the back of the, you know, whatever the hell, you know, all this crap that they're manipulating doing now. So you're getting all this data, but there was... When Google Earth first started, at the beginning, they had forums that people would go on. Oh, we can put a layer layer of this thing, a layer of that. We could put where all the cell ta- towers are. We could put where all the Harp, you know, facilities are. We could put where, 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 where. And they're like, whoa, 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 time out. You know, you guys, you're, you're, yeah, they're penetrating down, the bureaucracy, <laughs> you know. They're, they're getting too much data. They're learnifying themselves. They're so freaking not allowed. So eventually, Google just stopped those forums those forums, and participation with this and using that and adding layers and so on. So you took it upon yourself to start, you know, accumulating this data other ways, you know, having a central command for this kind of stuff. Because I don't know if chemtrails or whatever was your focus, but, you know, you start seeing things. And I just want to start the conversation with this observation. Donna and I... Um, uh, make our own bread and so on. She's over there making it and does whatever. We'll put out the sun oven. So, and then we have solar. We use a lot of solar and so on. We put out the sun. I remember years ago, it would be February. I mean, it's freaking cold. And you get 400, 450 degrees in your sun oven. So I'm like, moon, it'd bake a loaf of bread in 50 minutes in the winter in Phoenix. Well, now we put out, and it's the morning. you are starting to preheat it. It's rocking and rolling and whatnot, it's getting up to 400 degrees, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Con Trail, Chem trail, whatever trail, and then they turn into a haze, and this is like a regular thing here in the Valley. Now, it wasn't so much during the Trump administration. During the Trump administration, two things I noticed. One, there was a lot more Christmas tree lights, <laughs> and the other thing is that there was a lot less overcast it because <laughs> i paid attention because i would i like to go golfing well i have to use orange balls you know or or lime green ones or bright ones or something like that and it's not that my eyes are bad it's that when the white ball would go up above the horizon you drive and it go up it was the same color the haze in the sky instead of it being a bright blue instead of cuz it's always clear in phoenix i mean yep. oh my god i got a cloud but the uh, it goes and you would lose the ball. And I'm like, this haze sucks. So that was my opening with whoever I was golfing with. Ah, chemtrail sun bitches freaking made me lose my ball. So this is how just little anecdotal evidence like that <laughs> you start noticing. Okay? Well then when we did we uh it was sunny, it's up, and then that cloud thing it started going out and and the temperature dropped like got eighty, a hundred degrees, so it took an hour and a half to cook a fifty minute normally piece of bread. So I kind of noticed that. Then we have it's been we used to get a lot more solar with the amount of panels that we have, you know, to power. And I'm going, is that a thing? Are they looking to reduce? You know, is it an energy thing? Is it they, them, those thing? Is there something to reduce? Because here in Phoenix area, in the West Valley Desert out here, it is oceans of solar panels. And there's like two or three times what they got coming within months. I mean, it's amazing. They're just leveling out the desert and putting up as, how many solar panels they can do. So I'm just, you know, is there a... A, a, a battle to reduce that or could there be or so so it's not that there is or a conspiracy they wouldn't do that that'd be wrong you know <laughs> but you know my thing is is that by reducing the solar radiation that's hitting the earth you have a lot of impact on plants growing um uh health the you know solar generation solar ovens cooking my bread i mean i'm wondering what other thing why are they they want to well we got you're a conspiracy nut from the time that we had you on earlier to where now it's like, well, of course we're geoengineering because we love you. I mean, you know, they admit it now. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, but that's not a bug, it's a feature. I mean, you know, it's just, it's becoming so common now. So I'm just wondering what stage are we at now once you started doing all this and working with people and accumulating this data and, you know, building your web pages and doing these presentations? At what stage are we now? Are they. They create it. They're open about it. It's coming. We get another Democratic administration, and oh, my God, they're just going to put an umbrella over the country. I mean, what what is happening?
4: Well, you can uh, look at the climate clocks that have been turned on. And um, basically, they've set the countdown timer to about six years which conveniently means the climate clocks will run out in 2029. And I think we both know why that is because agenda 2030. So it's convenient that the climate clocks that are currently, you know, being displayed in all these major cities that are counting down to 2029 will run out and their their basis their thesis is if we don't act on climate change before this point there's no turning back well what's the what's the obvious solution to you guys didn't do what we told you to legalize geoengineering so it seems like we're really coming up fast on this point where there will be no more semantics. There will be no more hidden agendas. We're just going to say, hey, look, the United States and the UK are funding geoengineering. This is what we're going to try to set the temperature of the planet to. Suck it. But back to what you said about the, um, you know, your your solar energy. When I spoke at the EPA in 2015, um, I, I went to an EPA hearing uh And this was broadcast on C-SPAN. And my exact words were, let me get back up. Um, I said, aviation-induced cloudiness endangers future growth in solar energy, affects tourism, and is projected to make terrestrial astronomy impossible by 2050. Mm. Now, I said that in 2015 in front of the U S EPA. But while everybody was arguing over whether it should be Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, uh, the Obama administration stepped in very quickly because clearly, you know, I brought four other chemtrail activists, um, with me to Washington, D.C., and they did not expect things to go the way they did. And they damn sure didn't expect, um, Max Bliss to say your despotic New World Order on C SPAN, which I thought was absolutely epic. Um, But the Obama administration signed what's called the Federal Alternative Aviation um, Pact, if you will, with the European Union, China, and the ICAO, the International Civil Aviation Organization, to use biofuels for contrail control. And as a result of this, you you know, multilateral. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say
2: that again for contrail control. What? What'd they call it?
4: Biofuels for contrail control.
2: Okay. So they're wanting to use some kind of plant-based aviation fuel so it wouldn't make contrails.
4: there's two main types of biofuels. There's hefa and there's Fisher tropes, but both of them are bad. Um some of them are oil seed crops like the J. Tropha plant, the Camelina plant. Um some of them involve like with the Fisher Tropes process, um turning use chicken fat grease into jet fuel, landfill waste to jet fuel conversion. Um, you name it, they've, they've you know pretty much come up with an idea for it. Similarly, in international shipping, because ships make ship tracks and ship tracks make chemtrails look, look, look like um, a straw compared to your forearm, um, the International Maritime Organization banned bunker fuel. And that's because, you know, they said it had too high a sulfur content, and that's bad. But their replacement was something called VLSFO or very low sulfur fuel oil. It is also a biofuel, it's got a hell of a nickname. They call it Frankenstein fuel. (laughs) So, in whether it's airlines or international shipping, they're trying to transition from the misnomer fossil fuels because they're not made by fossils um you know we're not going to get into abiogenesis or anything like that but let's just put it this way there's plenty of methane and gas on other planets and i'm pretty sure there weren't any dinosaurs on them um but regardless the fossil fuel industry riddled me this the guys that make the gas that goes in the jets that make the clouds block the sunlight that you need for your solar energy you think that's a coincidence
2: you know i'm nothing surprises me anymore but you know i'm i wonder if there's a concentrated effort you know if it's a a direct it's a because if you can reduce even a small percentage, 15%, 20 30%. Out here in these big, giant fields of solar panels, they also have natural gas uh, peaker plants. y'all right got those by, photo I'm,
4: multi-collectors out there.
2: And I'm right by, you know, the Palo Verde Nuclear Power Plant. So I've got Palo Verde Nuclear Power Plant, solar panels out the butt, and uh, within 10 miles of each other, like three natural gas uh, peaker plants. So it's the transmission lines for the power is here but you know um they're putting in a lot of solar even if you cloud it a little bit in Arizona you're you're going to get solar but there is a benefit to them for it to be you know less i i guarantee that but you know i'm i'm wondering Well, I'll I'll put
4: it to you another another way. Like, this is something that, you know, I got a lot of flack for, but um, the Lahaina fires, you know, they were a really big topic. And everybody kept talking about 15-minute cities and, you know, oh, they're trying to turn it in some kind of green new village and all this stuff, and that's why they burned it to the ground. And I said, well, if that's the case, then did you know that, like, 80% 80% of you know the the Hawaiians the indigenous Hawaiian people had solar panels and generated their own power so much so that they the, the state of Hawaii ended the buyback program that was in place because consumers were generating more power than the power companies no, that
2: doesn't so, surprise me. They do. So they to were do that already they were
4: already as green as you can get. I mean, like what what they what they don't want is they 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 say they want green energy, but they don't want is decentralization. Right. You're my favorite D word. Right. Um. And if you're decentralized and you're not reliant on a government to provide or you know utility that's run by the government or subsidized by the government, then you don't need them. So that's what makes solar dangerous is if it's yours and you own it or you're, God forbid, you try to go off the grid. You know, they're going to come out there and say, well, you know, your your kids should be in school. Uh, you don't have proper nah, running kidding. water, you know, and try to take your children from you. So the the real question is, how free are we in America? Especially when something that's completely out of our control, which should be completely natural, the sky, is literally controlled on a daily basis by the airline industry. Let alone the fact that the CIA or the U.S. Air Force or the United States Navy could be involved in rogue geoengineering, which is basically illegal geoengineering.
0: USA News Update. Once a fixture at the Trump White House press room, newly elected governor of Arkansas Sarah Huckabee Sanders says she'll be staying in Little Rock, not in D.C.
4: I am honored to serve as governor, and I hope I get to do it for the next seven years.
0: That's after she was asked on CBS Face the Nation if she would consider being Donald Trump's VP. Box office best movies remain unchanged this past weekend with Mean Girls still at the top for the second straight week. The teen musical comedy garnered nearly $12 million in its second week of release. It was also the only film to break the $10 million mark. The Beekeeper, Wonka, Anyone But You, and Migration rounded out the top five. And the NFL's conference championship games are set. The Ravens will take on the Super Bowl champion Chiefs in the AFC. The Cinderella story Detroit Lions will face the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News.
1: Still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at Freetalklive.com, and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live.
3: It's the Ernest Hancock Show, where we're going, there aren't any roads.
2: going all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way down to down under New Zealand. Talking with Dave Henderson. This is uh we're gonna we're just gonna get introduced. I, I just want you guys to you know be introduced to him and say yo what's up to Dave Henderson. Now Dave is a real estate developer there was. I don't know what he's doing now. I mean he's retired, wants to save the planet. We'll talk about that. But um, you know, being a real estate guy, he had uh radio stations in New Zealand. So he had some influence there. He um came up against the man, the internal revenue of New Zealand, whatever you call them, internal revenue guys. And they wanted to explain it to him. He's oh really? Well, he had a, a friend that he helped support that got in parliament, yeah, peace out, whatever, and all of a sudden they had the opportunity to, to bring it to the fore and say, Everybody Look what's up. I'm willing to do battle with these guys, go do battle, slap them around. But you know what he got? He won. He got he got he got he got a letter of apology. He's like, Oh, we're so sorry we bothered you. You know <laughs> I'm like is that all you got, Dave? Is that what is that what you got? You know? What else did you get from him?
6: Oh no, they owed me money. I got that Ernie. It wasn't a lot, but I got my money and uh uh I was like Mel Gibson in that movie Payback. It was they didn't owe me a lot of money. That's all that's all I wanted. And I made it clear to them uh, at the beginning of what was a four year fight that, that didn't matter what happened, I would just keep going till I got my money. I didn't care how much it cost me, they were gonna cut the check. And they did. <laughs> you know, this is- Actually it's even better. It's even better. I made them they had to give me a cash check. It's the first time in their entire history. They had to give a cash check. Uh, and because uh, I was saying I'm not putting my money, this money, into any bank account, <laughs> because you'll probably steal it again. So I just—that's all I want. And uh, no, it was a lot of fun, Ernie, and um, taught me a lot of lessons. Uh, but most importantly, what it taught me is just the the importance of defending your values and and the sense of freedom. That comes from that, you know. I mean, these guys don't scare me any longer. They spend their lives trying to scare people and intimidate them. But you know, I'm past that. I don't care any longer, Ernie. Which is just a great way to be. But yeah. I, I wrote a, I, I wrote a, uh, what became a very best-selling book about it. I told my story. That was way more important than any apology or any money. Um, and then, believe it or not, okay, I sold wait, the wait, movie rights. You
2: wrote a book? Well, we got to get that in the archive, you know, for people. To... What was the name of the book? Don, I'll put it up right well, now. Well, uh, oh, yeah,
6: I'll find it somewhere. But better still, Ernie, I um, I sold the movie rights, and they made a movie about my story uh, called We're Here to Help. Ah. Um, <laughs> there you go. And... Look, it was, it's a long, I won't, I'll give you the executive version. Give me but, a
2: favor, tilt your camera up just a little bit. It's kind of cutting off the top of your head. Okay, all right. There you, go, that? there you go, that's good, that's good, that's good. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, okay. The, wait, 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 let's talk about this a little bit. You sold the movie rights by active trying to sell it. They came and they say, Dave, we want to make a movie. Give me a movie, I want a movie. Oh, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, big production company in New Zealand, South Pacific Pictures, made a lot of movies, very popular movies. They came along very keen acquired the movie rights, they they, uh, they made a movie um, that did very well in New Zealand, played in Australia, France, um, and then by a strange set of circumstances, it ended up being entered into the Anthem Film Festival. Are you familiar with, you know, the Scousins have that big annual event called Freedom Fest every year?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, we've been there, you know, several times, uh-huh.
6: Well, last year it was in Memphis, and and they have the Anthem Film Festival, uh, coincidentally with that, and out of all the movies, it won the best feature-length film at the Anthem Film Festival. Well, so when was it produced? Go. No, it was produced about 12 years ago, believe it or not. But, but let me finish the story, because Please. the story has a great end to it, Ernie, which I'm particularly proud of, for reasons you'll understand, is that... These guys these guys screwed me up they or well, let me go back a step in in the, the mid 90s I uh, because I'm very very determined politically and I'm a hardcore libertarian um, which we can talk some more about but I set up a chain of radio stations in New Zealand in the mid 90s called Radio Liberty um, and so you can get a sense of what radio what the radio right. station was about. And Radio uh Liberty was back in the old days, which you'll remember of when you're trying to do radio stations. You had to go out and buy AM frequencies, you had to install, you know, eighty foot, ninety foot transmitters, uh, you had to have backup generators, you had to have studios and staff and so I had all of these up and down the country. I invested a ridiculous amount of money in setting it all up. And away we went. And we had the most stunning, for New Zealand, the most stunning um, radio setup. with 24 hours. We were dealing with and talking with the issues of the day from a libertarian perspective. We were advancing libertarian philosophy. We were championing anyone who was at war with the state. It was fantastic. But coincidental with this, I had my home raided by the police and... The New Zealand equivalent of the IRS, which is called the um, Internal Revenue Department, IRD, it's the only difference, came after me. And they came after me and came after me and came after me. And eventually, um, they made up all these debts. I couldn't defend it. And eventually, I went personally bankrupt. Um was my only way to deal with this, which was pretty tough at the time. Um, But about that time, I thought, no, stuff this. I will go the distance here. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to put this right. And away I went. So uh, it took me four years. And as you rightly described, I got my apology. I got my miserable amount of money. um, And and I had the fun, uh, immense amount of fun writing this book. But more importantly, I got back on my feet financially, as a property developer, and then I bought the Inland Revenue Department's head office. Ah. And I changed its name, Ernie, to Henderson House. So um, for the uh, for the next uh, five, six years, all of these miserable, disgusting pricks who had beaten me up had to trudge their merry and, and dreary way into their office under a huge big sign that said Henderson House. And you know what? It it It's that old adage, isn't it, that nothing, nothing is, it, 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 or no, the best form of revenge, nothing exceeds success, is the best form of revenge. And what better way of revenge than buying their office building and causing them to have to go to work to Henderson House? So that's the story.
2: Now, okay, now let's get a time frame on this. This is going through the nineties. Yep, it gets to Mid-ni-
6: mid to late nineties, early two thousands. That's all going on.
2: So as this, uh, you, you prevail, and yep. um, and you rebuilt yourself and so on. That's fine, but the, you know it. You went through a lot of pain. How how much of an impact did it have on you and your family? You know, your other businesses, your friends. You sure. know, I mean, did they, you know, it's always, stop, you're crazy, you're never going to be able to. And you're like, don't care, yep. you know? And then, don't care. did you repair don't care. your relationships with your family and friends or, or. No, I,
6: um, I, uh, 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 well, the great thing about those events, Ernie, is you certainly quickly sort out who your real friends right. are.
3: Right. So that's
6: that's one of the great positives. Uh, I was in a romantic relationship and she left me. Uh, so that was all positive because someone, someone who can't uh, hang in in those circumstances isn't worth knowing. Um, and, yeah, no, no, I had everyone the whole time saying, oh, why are you doing this? Don't you just – actually, the classic line was, Don't you just want to get on with your life? And I would say to people, this is my life. This is my life. And, you know, another thing I learned, Ernie, there's much to learn, but another thing I learned is if someone is out to give you a hiding and, you know, no one can beat the state for giving people a hiding. I mean, they have all the authority and all the power and all the ability in the world. So if someone's out to, to give you a hiding,
2: can we there's, give you a, a, a hiding, like the skin you're hiding? A hiding, or... a beat-up, a
6: beat you know. Okay. I, uh, I, I, uh,
2: so I'll make sure we get this language right.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, the colloquialisms will trip us up. Um, the uh, If someone's out to give you a beat-up or a hiding, there's two things. That If you decide that it's unjustified, then you absolutely commit to go the distance. That's number one. And number two is... You figure out a way to enjoy the process. Now, that might sound a bit a bit strange or a bit oxymoronic or whatever, but it's true because the moment that you stop enjoying this, the moment you start fretting and feel under pressure and so forth, that's when those pricks have won. And so I just resolved. I was a going the distance. And B, that I would come out of this on the right side of things because I, I knew my hands were clean. And, uh, and and thirdly is I figured out a way to enjoy it. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed taking them back on. I took the piss out of them so many ways and embarrassed them. I had fun all the way down the line. I wrote my book. I had great fun doing that. And then, as I said, they made a movie uh, from my book. And I mean, all of that so embarrassed this government department.
2: Have, we're, have you been married? Do you have children? You
6: know? yeah, no, no. <laughs> I have been married. Uh, I'm currently married. I have been married previously. I'm with my current partner now for, in a couple of weeks' time, 24 years. Boom! Uh, right. And she's a sweetheart. And uh, she knows that she knows that... Um, me sticking to my values uh, is is a very very important part of our relationship, and uh, if she's not up for that, then then she needs to uh, to uh, pack a case and move on. Uh, well, it doesn't uh, like,
2: sound like she didn't have enough news to know what she was getting into. I mean,
6: oh no, no. Funny enough, that's how she met me because she had read uh, she had read the book I had written, so ah. she knew well and truly what she was getting into. I have. I have one son who sort of is a young guy who adopted me um, when he was about four years old. Uh, And I've looked after him since then. And he's now he's now uh, an adult. He's married. He's got some kids. And uh, I treat all of them as they are my grandchildren. Uh, So that's that's my family status. I have had everything else. Dad died when I was ridiculously young. A mother who died just very recently at almost a hundred, and you know, and and siblings. So, so all of that's fine. But you know, you know, all of this. The reason I got myself into trouble, and I, it wasn't the first time I'd had head bangs or whatever you want to call them with the state, um, is because Ernie. I learned a long time ago that you know the most valuable thing we have in life. Uh, is our values. And if if we're not clear about what our values are, and we're not up for defending them, then we're just a leaf blowing in the bloody wind. And what sort of existence is that?
2: Okay, this is where a lot of times when I interview prominent people in the news and they do it, you know, I, I rattle off a bunch of names. But the one thing that I'm always interested in is why? Talk show hosts never yeah. ask why. And I'm going, yeah. well, I did this. I go, uh-huh. Why? You know, what teacher? Yeah. You know, what coach? What parent? What uncle? What sibling? You know, what girlfriend? What, you know, co- yeah. what employer? What, what made it to where you even gave a crap or personality trait that was either inherent genetic or you know you developed to go no heck no this injustice shall not stand because of i mean it's just the resistance was the goal as opposed to what the result would be it's just no you're going to get some bloody and i'm and i'm wondering why 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 do you you care why 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 did why you know what made you you well you know
6: i my personal philosophy and and, and actually, let's go back a step. Philosophy is is the most important thing here, uh, isn't it, Ernie? I mean, that, that's what counts more than any other single thing, in my view, is getting one's personal philosophy very clear, very unequivocal, and and being able to live it, not just not just mouth it off when the suits you, or you're on a show like this. But actually, living it, living those fundamental core principles, and I, you know, I, uh, I guess as a young man, and this is late teens, early twenties, I did put a bit of effort in. I became fascinated with free market ideas. I became fascinated with the morality of freedom, the morality of, we'll say, the libertarian movement. Um, uh, and if I was to show you, I'm sitting in my library in an apartment I've got in uh, a city in New Zealand, and it's, I don't know, I've got four or 5,000 books here, all the libertarian titles that you've no doubt read and seen and, and had. And I put a lot of time at that point in my life into trying to read, understand, and most importantly, establish very clearly my philosophy. And I think out of that, the core value that i really work hard to subscribe to is personal responsibility because i see liberty and personal responsibility as as two sides of the same coin you cannot have one without the other and and the older i get the more committed i get to the view that Personal responsibility precedes liberty. You know, you have to embrace that. You have to live that before you can start to properly experience um, the, the the wonderful experience of personal liberty.
2: Okay, so I, I don't. Wanna... I, I'm answering you. Yeah, no, no, no I appreciate any... it. No, you, you're you're doing a great job. But there's one thing I know the audience and and uh, concerned individuals want to know. When yeah. you start talking about. Um, uh, owned all these radio stations, a real estate developer. Uh, the man came after sure. me, probably because you had money, you know. And um, so doing this and being successful financially, probably what painted a target on your back. But the, sure. um, you know, a lot of people would put that, that is the goal. And they would set aside a lot of principle, go along, get along. There's, you know, and and, and then there's some people that are willing to risk it all don't care, the money doesn't matter that much to them, but it does give you the ability to resist, it gives, you know, uh, money is options, and options is another word for freedom, I mean, you know, you have these uh, abilities, so I'm wondering, um, your financial success was part of these principles, or in spite of it? You know, and what it was that makes you to where you were someone that could afford to do these kinds of things. And you just lucky you won the lottery. There's another trait because you didn't have a family and you were able to put a lot of effort and work into it. You know, explain your financial success and how your principled either helped that or hindered it.
6: Well, I mean, uh, I'm an entrepreneur at base. Ernie, in other words, I, I'm fortunate to have um some creative skills and ability. Uh everywhere I look in terms of my own personal attitude or disposition, everywhere I look I see opportunity. Uh and I think I think we live in a in a world full of opportunity. So I have been very creative uh in both establishing businesses, but uh, and in fact i 've had business in america i 've had business, um, very successful business in australia uh and and through new zealand i 've had failures um with things where i 've skinned my knees and and had uh, things that didn 't work out uh but along the way, i discovered uh that I had some ability in terms of property development and and um uh and the the will to risk capital um, in those types of ventures. And I'm conscious that a lot of people are risk-averse and and hesitant. And I get that. I understand it. I have tremendous empathy for it. Um, but I have been fortunate that um, from time to time in my life, I've had ridiculous successes and made a lot of money. But my focus, whenever I've made money, has been trying to think what I can constructively do to disseminate these ideas to disseminate the ideas that I think are valuable and indeed need to be disseminated. Okay, so, okay, here it comes again. Here uh, comes,
2: here it comes, here it comes. Uh, 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 why? <laughs> well
6: because well go back to philosophy. What truly matters what truly matters in life is is personal philosophy and taking personal responsibility. Uh, to achieve freedom. But once you do that, you just want to have others to try and get the same ideas, the same view. Now, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, certainly as financially successful, I wouldn't be so clear in my personal philosophy and so determined about it if it were not for the fact that there were a heap of people before me who promoted these ideas, uh, and through that, either directly, one-on-one with me, and there were people um, in my community who did that, or through the, the the books they wrote, the the talks they gave, or whatever that I was able to be a beneficiary of, encouraged me to those views. So, so that's why Ernie is that. I think I have an obligation every time I have a chance to try and encourage some other young guy or young woman somewhere to those ideas and those views. And look, I don't care what it costs me, so long as it's surplus money that I've got and effort, if I can get if I can get one person in the course of a year to stand up from their at their desk at their government department somewhere around the world or certainly New Zealand and push their desk over and say, I've had a gutsful. I'm out of here. There is something better beyond this meaningless dross. Then I think I've been a roaring success.
2: Oh, of course. But I mean, you know, there's there's some benefit to you or you wouldn't do it. You know, is it is it the satisfaction that you get? Is it you know uh, uh, humanity marches on? It was see the reason I, I, I keep hammering on the why is because yeah. there's always something that happened either in your childhood or your experience with the family or a close friend or something that that filled you with a positive feeling a lot of times it's just the fact that you got empathy you know it's the fact that you're human because a lot of these guys that we're up against you know they're in davos there it's a bunch of freaking sociopaths and i didn't even understand that until the last few years you know i hear psychopaths sociopath, all the time yeah whatever they're a bad guy you know yeah, my yeah. day it used to be sure. they had a criminal mind whatever that meant so sure. it's they don't care they i, I know why they do these bad things because they can and it benefits them and they don't give a crap. You know what it does for well, you. Sure. It does well, it I mean, it's to not, you it's, and I want to know why.
6: Well it's not an altruistic. It's not an altruistic event, Ernie. Um or, or or drive. You know, first and foremost, I want to live and and I want to see people live, but I want to live in a free world. I want to live in a world that champions
2: You selfish the- SOB.
6: <laughs> I I know, it's appalling, isn't it? But I do genuinely want to live in that. Now, funnily enough, I don't, and you don't, and there's not a person on the face of this planet that does. Because every every square every square meter or square yard or inch of this planet has been claimed by some authority and some state. So so we don't um we don't do that jurisdictionally but you can certainly do it personally. I mean, yep. I, I live my life. Um, I live my life telling the state to piss off. Uh, now, I also have reflected because I've spent a lot of time in the U.S. I have no doubt if I live my life the way I do in New Zealand in the U.S. right now, instead of talking to you um, over the internet on this show, I would be rotting away in some in some penitentiary somewhere. Um, you think? Having been, you think oh. the U.S. is
2: worse than New Zealand now? <laughs> oh,
6: In that respect, in that respect, way worse. I mean, the great thing about a small country is you, you and, and it's one of the reasons why I build a profile, is you build a profile, and you know, and then you do get a reputation that you are going to go the distance. I mean, we have we have a screwed up justice system, but I mean, and fundamentally, the U.S. and New Zealand, um, our justice systems are predicated on English law and a long history of English law. Now, it's it's not ideal, but it's certainly better than most. It's one of the reasons I stay in New Zealand is because it has the English system of law, um, which which does give you some rights and does give you some benefits.
3: that same day, and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to mypatriotsupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. Mypatriotsupply.com.